Ciao ragazzi, benvenuti a tutti sul podcast Quick Link. Hello and welcome to Quick Link Podcast on Wednesday the 26th of May. Quite the day at the Giro d'Italia, so we'll crack on with a little bit of news. And uh, Friday stage, stage 19, has been altered, cutting out 10 kilometers to bypass the Motorone climb in the middle of the stage after a tragic cable car accident on the mountain that killed 14 people on Sunday. The race held a minute silence at the start of Monday's stage to honour those lost. 529 Covid tests were conducted yesterday at the rest day, all negative, just as they were on day one. The forthcoming European Track Cycling Championships in Minsk are under threat, with the German Federation saying they will not take part and British Cycling's performance director also pouring scorn on the idea that Belarus should host a major international event after last week's political fallout when a Ryanair flight from Greece to Lithuania was forced by Belarusian military to land in the country and a journalist arrested on the plane before the flight continued on to its original destination. Lastly, the 2022 Vuelta has confirmed it will begin in the Netherlands as it planned to last year before Covid got in the way starting in Utrecht with a team time trial to Den Bosch for day two, and Breda will host the start and finish on day three. And now to the Giro d'Italia, stage 17 of 21. Today's 17th stage was 193 kilometres from Canazai, descending into the Lesina Valley before tackling Paso San Valentino. 15k at 8%, down the other side, then straight back up the finishing climb of Sega Diala and its 17% slopes. Arguably, after Monday's truncated stage, the potential new Queen stage. Egan Bernal leading GC, Damiano Caruso second at 2.24, Hugh Carthy third at 3.40, Vlasov at 4.18, Yates at 4.20. That's the top five at the start of the day. No Victor Campanarts, the stage 15 winner, suffering from Monday's brutal stage. The sixth stage winner of this year's Corsa Rosa to abandon. Gubeka Assos down to five riders and a total of 151 took the start line this morning. From kilometre zero, Intermarche seemed determined to get a rider in the early break. First Andrea Pascalon and Jan Hurt went together. Then Simon Patelli got a gap with Larry Warbass of AG2R. But with 50k of descending from Val de Fassa to start the stage, no one was getting away. The peloton briefly split 40k in, but it all came back together, just that we'd been typing and deleting a list of names several times to start our notes. Eventually, with 50 kilometres on the clock, a group went clear and the GC teams seemed happy enough to block the road behind and slow the bunch's pace down and let it go, ahead of the climb at Sveseri. 3.3 kilometres long, averaging 8.4%. 19 riders with George Bennett, Ina Rubio and David Formolo trying in vain to bridge across. 50 seconds up the road over the summit of that small climb. You had Hermans, Hurt and Pascalon from Intermarché, Knox and Seri from Dukernik, Jorgensen and Pedrero from Movistar, Conti and Covey from UAE, and they were joined by Badalati, Bouchard, Carboni, Debont, Groschartner, Mosca, Moscon, Ravanelli, Sanchez and Dan Martin, who hit 1,793 watts up that climb, the highest peak power recorded by Velon CC so far in this year's Giro. He was the best placed rider on GC in 12th, 15 minutes and 10 seconds down on Egan Bernal. No Bahrain, no EF, Bike Exchange, DSM or Jumbo Visma making the break. Dries de Bont was first over the summit for 9 points. Jeffrey Bouchard added 4 to his KOM total, taking him to 140 and extending his lead over Egan Bernal to 33. 
Two lots of 40 points on offer over the day's final Cat 1 climbs. A cheeky little 18% ramp just outside the town of Trento as the race climbed away from the banks of the Adige River. Bike Exchange now pulling at the front of the peloton, taking over from Ineos and EF. The break five minutes up the road, heading towards the first intermediate sprint. Dries de Bont took that, adding 12 points to his total, moving him to 63 and up to fifth in the contest for the Maglia Ciclamino. Pascalon was the only other rider to chase and he picked up eight points for himself. A flat run now for 50 kilometres, including the bonification sprint in Mori to the foot of the day's first test, the Cat 1 Paso San Valentino. Bike exchange pulling to keep the break at f- just five minutes. In Mori, Dries de Bont went uncontested for the three bonus seconds. He was third behind Marengo and Pello in the intermediate sprint's minor classification at the start of the day. 71 kilometres left a race, gap at 3 minutes 40, and the break 18 kilometres to the town of Avio at the foot of Paso San Valentino. Matteo Jorgensen was first to slip out the break on the lower slopes, not yet at 5%, but Movistar still had Antonio Pedrero in the 18 riders up front. Dries de Bont was next to start soft tapping with his job done over the intermediate sprints. A quick wave to the moto and we were down to 17 riders being dragged up the climb by Quinton Hermans. Remco Evenable was spat out the back of the peloton on the lower slopes. No sign of him dropping back to the team cars for anything, but 15 kilometres later he'd ridden himself back into contact with the bunch like he was on his own personal training ride. Halfway up the climb, the lead group were down to 12 as Hermans, Mosca, Covey, Groschartner and Pascalon all lost contact. Peloton at 2 minutes 40 to the break as they hit the 45k to go banner, 7k from the summit. Dan Martin was driving with 5.5 to the top, Moscon and Pedrero, the two riders who could hold his wheel. Valdelati tried but he dropped off after a few hundred metres while the Maglia Azura Bucha was trying to bridge across and it took him a couple of kilometres to do so but he got up to the trio and took the maximum 40 points over the summit. If he keeps the jersey all the way to Milan, then that was a marvellous few minutes of riding. Jeffrey Bouchard, Dan Martin, Gianni Moscon and Antonio Pedrero now with 30 seconds advantage over the remaining eight riders from the early break. Peloton at two and a half minutes being led by Bernal and other GC riders and their lieutenants. As that group came round the bend to the 30k banner, a crash. Giacconi and Gebrick Sabia of Trek... Nieve and Schultz from Bike Exchange, Christian from Iolo, Caruso of Bahrain sitting second on GC also involved, a Movistar rider who I think may have been Cataldo and de Koenig's Remco Evenepoel with the Belgian youngster ending up on the wrong side of the barriers after hitting it at speed and requiring medical attention for cuts to his left wrist and hand. He would finish this stage but exit the race tonight. Nick Schultz would also abandon after finishing the stage with a broken finger. Into the town of Strudzina, approaching the base of the Sega di Alla, the day's finishing climb. Giovanni Carboni and Simone Ravanelli had bridged across to Moscon, Martin, Pedrero and Bouchard. Those six riders had two minutes over a large GC group that Giacconi had got back into after the crash and chase. As they turned left off the main road to the climb and straight into double-digit gradient, the bunch had taken 35 seconds out of that lead. 11.3 kilometres at an average of 9.7% between the break and the finish line. Less than a kilometre into the climb, Dan Martin was starting to stamp on the pedals and pull away. Pedrero, the only one to hold his wheel, but merely for another 200 metres or so as Martin rode clear. At the 10k banner, the gap 1 minute 20, with Ineos setting the pace of the bunch. Vlasov cracked in the GC group, Ciccone next to Falter, and then Bowman, Carthy, and then Bardet slipping out the back of it. 
Four kilometres to go after the bunch had caught all but Dan Martin and Antonio Pedrero from the break, João Almeida was first to make a move from this Maglia Rosa group. Simon Yates next to go, Egan Bernal straight on his wheel, taking teammate Danny Martinez with him. Damiano Caruso trying to follow, but having missed the jump, was isolated on his own and unable to initially get across. Yates, Bernal and Martinez made contact with Almeida with 3.5k to go, Dan Martin 55 seconds up the road at this point. Almeida attacked again, Yates countering, and within 300 metres, Egan Bernal is in big trouble, cracking on the 16% section of Sega Diala and losing contact with Almeida and Yates, who finally had reeled in Antonio Pedrero from the break. Martinez dropping to help drag his team lead up the climb, but the first signs of weakness shown from the Colombian in the Malia Rosa, as he loses his teammate's wheel, already 30 seconds down on Yates and Almeida. Martinez pumping the air, giving encouragement to his team leader, and Caruso bridges across to them. 2k from the top, Dan Martin 28 seconds over Yates and Almeida. Bernal, Martinez and Caruso at 1 minute 6, with other riders starting to make contact with them. Up the road, Almeida happy to let Yates do all the work before coming round him up the Flamme Rouge. Yates out the saddle and rocking, Almeida seated and pulling away, gaining time on Dan Martin. But not enough time. Coming round the final corner, finish line in sight, João Almeida 15 seconds and 80 metres behind Dan Martin, who crossed the line to complete his Grand Tour trilogy after taking two stages of the Welter and two stages in the Tour de France on his Palmares, finally adding the Giro d'Italia to the collection. Dan Martin of Israel Startup Nation, first across the line, the team's seventh win of the year. João Almeida, second for Ducournic Quickstep, Simon Yates of Team Bike Exchange, third. And then Diego Ulisi and Damiano Caruso came over together with a three-second split to Danny Martinez and Egan Bernal. Antonio Pedrero and Pelo Bilbao, eighth and ninth. Then George Bennett came home tenth with his teammate Tobias Foss. Egan Bernal's lead atop GC now 2 minutes 21 after Damiano Caruso took 3 seconds out of him. Simon Yates up to 3rd taking 53 seconds back, he's at 3 minutes 32. Vlasov stays 4th at 6.03, Carthy drops to 5th place, he's at 6.09. Bardet is up to 6th at 6.31, then Martinez at 7.17, Almeida at 8.45, Foss at 9.18 and dropping to 10th is Ciccone at 11.26 but he would abandon in the evening, which moves Dan Martin up to 10th at 13.37. Tomorrow's 18th stage then, the last roll of the dice for a break, or someone to grab a win outside of the GC favourites. 231 kilometres, the longest of the race, from Rovereto to Stradella, a little lumpy heading southwest from Rovereto in the hills surrounding Lake Garda, then 120 kilometres of flat roads through the Prim at Cremona and to Piacenza before hitting a quartet of back-to-back climbs, only one classified the Cat 4 4% Castana on a loop into the Finnish town of Stradella. And to Germany for the day's second racing action for the second day of the Lotto Torlingen Ladies Tour. 125 kilometers from Djera in an anti-clockwise loop via Polzig for a prime, then heading southwest to the climbs of the 17% Durenberg and the deceptive two-part Kalterborn. Two laps of that with the high possibility of a reduced bunch sprint finish. Danish champion Emma Norsgaard of Movistar, the race leader after yesterday's opening stage win. Four seconds over Lucinda Brand, six seconds over Lotte Kopecki, then splits are through the rest of the top 17, all within 23 seconds. 
Now, we admit we missed most of this today, and the highlights aren't yet available, but we can tell you that Catherine Hammers of Seratizit took the first two QOMs on the opening lap, before Katharina Fox of RGS Jason Bieler went clear to take the bell lap 23 seconds ahead of everyone else, and opening that gap out to 1 minute 10 before being caught on the third of the day's four climbs. Hammers made it 3 from 3 over Durenberg, with the peloton coming back together ahead of the final ascent of the Kalterborn. Amy Peters was first over the summit there for SD Works, with the mountain jersey heading safely to Hammers' possession. Peloton splitting just outside the final five, but on a tricky finish, it once again came together and going to a bunch sprint into Jera. Wiebes launched early and catching everyone on the back foot, opening up enough of a gap to force a time split, taking it ahead of yesterday's stage winner. Lorena Wiebes of Team DSM with her third win of the year, Emma Norsgaard second for Movistar, Christine Majeris third for SD Works, Alexis Ryan fourth, Lotta Kopetsky in fifth, then Henderson, Brand, Anderson, Verholst and Kopani rounding out the top ten. Emma Norsgaard moves ten seconds clear on GC now thanks to those bonus seconds at the finish. Kopetsky is second, Lucinda Brand is at 12 seconds, then Anna Henderson and Amy Peters fourth and fifth, both at 16 seconds. Tomorrow, 116.5 kilometres in one big loop out from the town of Schleitz, tackling the short Seaback climb ahead of the two intermediate sprints, then heading back towards town via the tough Gama and Farclipe climbs. Other racing action tomorrow, two four-day stage races begin in France. Boucles de la Mayenne and the Tour de la Mirabelle both get underway, the former with a 175-kilometre road stage in northwestern France, and Tour de la Mirabelle begins with a 3.1-kilometre individual time trial prologue in Tom Blaine. Completere con uno strato uniforme di fogli di pasta. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to QuickLink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news, results, opinion, and chat. We'll be back tomorrow with another show, but in the meantime, you can hear all of our previous episodes at quicklinkpod.co.uk and find us across social media at quicklinkpod. If fantasy cycling is your thing, our Velo Games show league code is 57273217. Like and subscribe, rate and review, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye now.